Hello, you are listening to The Will and Judy Show, a special podcast from Temple Baptist Church in Canton, where we study and talk about the book of Revelation and Bible prophecy. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Will, and I am at Judy Wilkerson's Wilkerson's house, and uh, we are here to... uh, study the book of Revelation together, and uh, I wanted to have Judy with the, with us because she, she asks good questions, and she seems to know enough of Revelation uh, to know, kind of to follow a little bit. Now, now, um, how have you, when was the first time you studied Revelation? Do you remember, Judy? I, I don't know. You don't know? I, we, I sure don't. Have you heard it in a, a sermon series, a, oh, preach, a Bible oh, yeah. study or oh, something? Oh, yeah, I've heard it in a, in a Bible study and, yeah, you know, and in sermons, you know, I've heard, you know, preachers preach. We're going to look through Revelation, and I think we're going to deal with uh, issues as we get to it going through Revelation. I mean, it's the temptation, and I want to be able to, I want to, I want to kind of explain you know, Daniel, and I want to show you the the, the framework and all this, but I, you kind of know that a little bit yourself, Judy, right? About this, what this, why you have seven to seven year tribulation and all yeah, that. Yeah, but with, and Daniel, I, I don't know, I can never get that straight, you know, like the 70 weeks. And, oh, this, yeah, okay, but, but you know it enough, you I, even said yeah, 70 weeks, so yeah. we can, when we get to that point, uh, we can pause and go back and kind of Okay. Kind of explain that a little bit, okay? Sure. And uh, that might be that might be beneficial to those listening in on this, but uh, but also you know I know that that's something usually a lot of people like. Okay, <laughs> what's this mean? What's yeah, this all yeah. about? Okay, and yeah. uh, why are we you know so the four hundred ninety years and all that kind of thing. So we can we can talk about we can get into that, but but I think we can we can. Uh, we can cover some revelation till we get at least chapter chapter four, well, without really having to go into that right away. Okay, oh, okay. but there, are, no matter how confusing Bible prophecy is, um, and that's I think people a lot of people are intimidated from it because it had so many heard so many different views and uh, and it's just confusing and it's a shame because Bible prophecy is uh, is exciting. It and, is, um, yeah. and one of one of the things. Um, start but but there's eight things i want to share before we get going the first one is that jesus will return he will return in acts chapter 1 verse 11 uh, the angels told the apostles when when jesus ascended into heaven they said he will come the same way he left so we know he will return not in secret but it will be everyone will know Um, the second one is that the day of the lord is imminent now you know what you know what that what does that mean Immediate, yeah, that's right. He can come uh, at any moment. He can come, he at, can come at any moment. At any moment, yeah. There doesn't need to be any any prophecy that needs to be fulfilled in order for him to return. He could come right now. Yeah, he could come right now. When we're doing this podcast. Yeah. And in fact, it's so much so because remember, Jesus told, he gave us instruction in Matthew 24. He says to keep watch, for you do not know what hour thou will return. So he's saying that we are to, we're to live our lives as if it could happen at any moment. The third one is uh, that God will judge the living and the dead. So the judgment day is coming, both the living and the dead. And then fourth, God will do away with the present heaven and earth and will make a new heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the screwed up things about this heaven and earth is going to be melted away, destroyed. 
and all the innocent blood that has been shed on this earth is going to be destroyed and going to be burned away, purged away, and then God's going to make a whole new heaven and new earth. Awesome. Yeah, it will be awesome. I just can't <laughs> imagine. I just, oh. Yeah, yeah that, that will be cool. Yeah. Um, new heaven and new, new heaven because Satan and his demons will not have access to that heaven. They're, they're, they've been done away with, okay? Yeah. And new earth, because all those who do not love the Lord, don't, don't want to have anything to do, do with the Lord, they will have been done away with, all thrown in the lake of fire. So, um, yeah. Okay, so he will make a new heaven and new earth. And the fifth one is that the time of repentance, the day of decision is now. Today is the day of salvation. Yeah, today is, what is it? Today is the accepted time. No, I can't remember. Yep, how today is the acceptable Except time. Like yeah. Uh, it says, uh, if you if you hear his voice, yeah. do not uh, refuse it, because today is the accepted time. Oh, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of... I can't remember. Uh, I know I it's in Second Corinthians in chapter 6. I'm, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I, I was thinking I, Hebrews. <laughs> no, I think it's in... 2 Corinthians 6? I think, I think. For it's not nearer than... No. Yeah, it says, behold, now I'm is the favorable time favorable time behold now is the day of salvation mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh but i was thinking if hebrews oh, really? it talks about it there um oh, does it? yeah really? turning my pages he says uh therefore if as the holy spirit says today if you hear his voice oh, yeah, yeah. do not harden your mm -hmm. hearts as in a rebellion mm -hmm. okay it says take care of brothers lest there be an, any an evil heart any of you unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living god but exhort one another every day as long as it's called today. Oh, okay. Is okay. that chapter 3? Yes, chapter 3. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and, then, and then it continues on. It says, do not, do not harden your hearts like they did in the wilderness. For now is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when the Holy Spirit speaks. That day will, that will be gone. That the time of repentance, the day when the Holy Spirit's calling people to be saved, will be over. And that door will be shut. So it, today is the day people need to repent. And trust in Christ. And six, the coming of the Antichrist, the man of sin. He's coming. He's going to be now. The spirit of Antichrist is already at work in the world. I mean, it says even even from uh, when Paul talks about in uh, Thessalonians, even John, the Apostle John talks about the spirit of Antichrist. It's already at work in the world. Oh, so. it's horrible. Yeah. The seventh one is the world gets worse before it gets better. And we look for the world to get more and more evil. The Bible says the, in 2 Timothy that uh, perilous times shall come. Men shall proceed from worse to worse. They're getting worse and worse until, uh, until Jesus returns. And then the eighth one, uh, this is my theological bent. <laughs> God will fulfill his promise to Israel. Uh, God, will, God's, God has a plan for Israel and he has a plan for the church. And and it will be seen in Revelation that God fulfills that. He fulfills his, what he says to Israel. So, um, okay, so those are the essentials of Bible prophecy. So God hasn't cast Israel off. Hey, I've got a question. Yeah. Um, is the, like, you know, I've heard like, okay, the day of the Lord and the day of Christ. Is yeah. that the same thing? Um, or is that, I thought that was different. They are different. Now, the day of the, day of the Lord, it, it actually encompasses the... The, the entire thing, yeah. Okay. The entire judgment of God upon this earth, the day of the Lord. In fact, it even says, oh, wait a minute, where was that? I was reading it. Was it Zechariah? Oh. 
it talks about woe to those who long for the day of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because Zechariah, I don't understand. Because he says it will be a bad day. It, yeah, it's going to be a, a day of darkness and gloom. Yeah, of dread because God is bringing judgment Maybe upon the earth. Maybe that is in Zechariah. Yeah. And the day of Christ, what's that? I, the day of Christ. Yeah, I, I, think I think the day of Christ is when he starts to rule. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense. His appearance. Okay. That's when, he, when he's glorified. He's ruling in Jerusalem. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> when, he's, uh, when he's inaugurated as king. Oh, okay. When he walks through the, uh, <clears throat> was it the Eastern Gate? Yep, I think so. And remember, Sal Saladim. Saladim has, there in Jerusalem right now, he, he blocked, he he blocked off the eastern gate because he's trying to prevent was trying to prevent Messiah to come oh. before you know he knew knows about that prophecy and today Jerusalem the eastern gate is blocked off bricked up really well that's not going to keep Jesus out no, of it's not. Oh, wow. I didn't <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous that. but yeah huh? yeah they don't want their many you know, those in it those guys don't want Messiah to come so wow. Wow. Uh, but he's going to come why don't they want him to come Although they're the enemies of Israel, oh, oh, the enemies okay. of Israel, oh, yeah, they don't want their Messiah. Saladin is that an enemy? Yes, an he was. Okay, yeah. see, I didn't know. He was an Arab, yeah. Oh, okay. See, there's lots I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so. Saladin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So having said that, those eight things are really pretty much rock solid. No matter if you start getting lost, uh, we know that you know Jesus is going to return. It's imminent. God's going to judge. You know, God will do make a new heaven and new earth, and that time of repentance is now, and then it's coming a Messiah, and then the world gets worse before it gets better, and then God's will fulfill his promise to Israel. And then, you know, he deals with Israel and church differently. From, you know, even oh. though we share the same, we're grafted in the vine okay. yeah. as Gentile, as Gentiles grafted into you, God will deal with the Israelites you know, as a race differently as okay. he does the church. Okay. We're still in the kingdom. Uh -huh. But different in different in a different branch. So oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's definitely clear in Revelation. I mean, yeah. and you know, we'll when see. we get there, yeah, yeah you when, I, tell when me. I get there. Okay. Well, let's get started. Okay. Let's let's start. And uh, I want to read. Uh, I want to start off with just the introduction uh, verses. Actually, this in this whole session is an introduction, but I want to just read a few verses at a time and kind of explain them and okay. and see if you're. You know, if you have any questions, Judy. Verses 1 through 3 of Revelation chapter 1. This is the English Standard Version, by the way. And uh, just for everybody to know. And uh, Okay, so um, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore, bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Okay. Now I begin with the word revelation, right? Oh, yeah. The revelation. It's sing singular, not revelations. You hear right, people say right. revelations. Yes. The revelation is actually the word, the Greek word apocalypsis, where we get the word apocalypse. Okay. And the word apocalypse means unveiling. To unveil. Oh, okay. It's kind of like we're gonna have this secret, like the the new the new model, uh, you know, the Ford has a new car coming out, 
and you know they have this this under a cover and we're going to un- unveil oh, yeah. the new mm-hmm. car mm-hmm. and so they pull away the the veil. so what what we're talking about is we're unveiling something um and so there's two things it's, it's going to unveil it's going to unveil uh christ a new new revelation of christ and it's going to unveil the end time right okay okay yeah that make that clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what kind of what's kind of confusing here is this is talking about this unveiling of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants. Mm-hmm. So God is giving Jesus the authority. <clears throat> the Father is G- giving Jesus the authority to show to give to his servants, which are his people, yeah. us. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is authorized. What we're seeing from the get go. Uh, we're seeing that God the Father is authorizing this message to be brought forth. Oh. Specific. This is probably one of the uh, few books that we actually read of the entire Bible where we're seeing that God is actually God is actually moving this forward. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we're, I'm going to get to a point here on that here pretty soon. Uh, so God gave him, to, gave Christ to show his servants. And he says, it says the things which must soon take place. He's talking about future things. Oh, okay. uh, some people think that soon, that's, that's a confusing word. Uh, yeah, kind of. Because it's not soon right now. It's, it's yeah. 2,000 years later. Yeah. Uh, some people would, would translate that's actually things which must certainly take place okay. uh, with a certainty. Okay, uh, yes. Okay, so... Uh, that's that's how I will. That's how I kind of look at it. The things which are the things which. I can't remember. Well, it's because I read in a different version, but I can't remember how it went. Um, oh yeah, you're the, yeah, you're yeah, getting you're yeah. getting a little bit ahead of us. I know, but, but okay, we will get there. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, but there is the the uh, in First Corinthians, it talks about <clears throat> I have not seen nor ear heard. Oh yeah, yeah. The but, things. But the Spirit has revealed these things to us. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the privileges of being one of God's servants is that okay. God reveals future things to us, you know. And that's what he's getting ready to do. Okay. This is a major This is a major thing, by the way. Yeah. Uh, all right. So who uh, say so things that must soon take place. And then, now he'll talk about what you, your phrase, that will come up here pretty soon. Okay, okay a little oh. bit later. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And he made it known by sending... His angel servant John. Okay, so we have a second verification. Okay, an angel being sent to John, to Apostle John, mm-hmm. to certify this message. All right, so we have another one. So, so so far we have two certifications that we see, and someone's like, "Well, why are they doing this?" And we'll we'll get to that here pretty soon. Okay, John, we're talking about the Apostle John. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Apostle John. Yeah. I don't think it's someone else. I mean. Yeah. Um, because John at the time, the church, the early church, he carried a lot of authority with the church. He had a lot of um, uh, credentials with the early church. If this was written by someone else, was people that, wouldn't really pay much, wouldn't pay his heed. You know? Was that the church at Ephesus that he used, or no? He, he later became pastor, pastor but it was after this. Oh, after this. Yes. Okay, okay. He became the pastor at Ephesus, the okay. church at Ephesus, yeah. yes. Okay. And Paul the Apostle planted it, I do believe. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. Timothy pastored there for a while, and then Timothy, John. Oh, Timothy pastored before John? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. 
Wow, I'm learning so much. <laughs> really? Yeah, so, yeah, so, but, but after, after, actually after Revelation, after John writes Revelation, after he leaves, gets off the Isle of Patmos, he becomes a pastor there at Ephesus, you know. And he's got, he's got a couple of disciples too. He's got several disciples that he raises up, one of which is Polycarp and, oh, and yeah. then uh, Clement, uh, oh, Clement of Rome. Wait a minute, is that the same one? Um, I don't that know. Paul talks about? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It might be, but it it also couldn't be. You know, it's also it could That's be. That's in Ephesians at the end. I think. Yeah, Clement. Yeah, Clement. Clement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was something else I was going to ask. Now I can't remember. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> It'll come up. Something about John, and I can't remember. So. Apostle John. So I, oh, I know. Okay, this is probably a dumb question, but <laughs> this is just how much I don't know. Uh, so, when did he? When did John get off the Isle of Patmos? <laughs> I mean, do you know? Like, I'd have to look that up. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if they know what year I mean, it was. I mean, how? Like, oh, wow. I wonder how long this took. Like this revelation. I wonder. If well, it was, it was, um, they believe it was under the, the persecutions of Nero. Okay. Where some, okay. The Apostle Paul was killed under Nero. Yeah. He, he was beheaded. Yeah. And that would have been probably around that time, which was, I believe it was be shortly before the destruction. No, wait a minute. No, I, I, I can't say destruction of the temple. Um, it was, had to have been after the destruction of the temple. But, yeah. But anyway, but we do know that John John pastors there at Ephesus, and actually, he's, so his burial site is there oh, at Ephesus. Okay, okay. They have a, a spot there where John is buried, and a plot there uh, that shows and, and, and highly highly respected um, wow. among the people. Of course, he he's the longest. He was the la I think he's the last he's last apostle, apostle to die, yeah. and he's the longest lived a long time. Yeah, because he was like in his nineties. Yes, yeah. or he was ninety. Yeah, in his 90s. Yeah. Yeah, and Polycarp, is, one of his apostles, died now when he was 92. I, oh, yeah. did he? Now yeah. I remember him. I mean, I read this book about, uh, you know, the different, um, well, about the Gospels, and that's how I knew that, that, you know, John, you know, he had a bad heart or something, you know, or something. Oh, yeah. That's what they said. Anyway. John had a bad heart? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think, well, that's what they say. It, had, it couldn't have been, hadn't have been that bad because he was 90-something <laughs> years old. Well, I know. But, I mean, when he died, you know, before oh, yeah. he died, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but, anyway, I don't know if it's true. So, it's just what I read. Well, and it's a lot, a lot of this stuff, too, is a little bit of tradition, stories that we get down. We don't uh, know exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, some of it, <clears throat> like, um, I mean, I mean, there's some of the stories it's, it's hard to really get. But I, I remember that book talking about Polycarp, you know, John. Polycarp? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who died at the, yeah, he was in the amphitheater. They, they actually martyred him. He died as a martyr. Oh. Yeah, they burned him at the stake. Oh. Yeah, that's how oh. he died. I just can't even imagine. Yeah. 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 But he was, uh, yeah, very, very, very bold. And he and actually wrote, he wrote letters. And we got, we have his, you can read Polycarp's writings. And even Clement. Clement wrote. Uh, Where? He wrote letters to, uh. Corinth, oh. Clement did, and evidently Corinth still had divisions. It's a problem with divisions in their church, mm. you know. So anyway, and that's what he wrote to him about. He's trying oh. to but anyway that we're getting off topic. I know. <laughs> but John, he, he bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. So 
one of the, the biggest, uh, the largest task of the Apostle John is to testify as to what he saw, you know, of Jesus, yeah. Yeah. the Word of God. And uh, so, um, yeah, so that's what he did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, it doesn't say anything else there, and he will ta- say something else about himself here l- later. Oh, okay. um, but verse 3, it gives a blessing. Uh, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is interesting because we have these extra validations. So this is from God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also from the, from the angel. The angel certifies it. And, of course, I think because it's Apostle John, the church knew that it was a serious letter to read. And then there's a bl- extra added blessing. And and I and I think I've told you this before. It's interesting. This letter is probably the one that's dismissed from most people's reading. You know, oh. most a lot of people don't read the Revelation because they're just intimidated by it. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think it was uh, Martin Luther said it shouldn't even be in the included in the canon. You know. Really. Uh, some people, yeah, they think think that uh, they think that about Revelation because it's so confusing uh, to people. And they're so intimidated by it. Yeah, but it's not that confusing. But I think, though, I think the reason why it has this, mm-hmm. I, to me, I think God is anticipating that people are going to do that. And he's saying, blessed are those who read this. Oh, And yeah. he take, you know, yeah. pay attention to this because this is this is really my, me writing this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, so don't be a pan theorist, you know, however it pans out. Oh, you know? goodness. Get yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah so that, that there's a blessing in what we're doing. In reading this and, and, and talking about it Amen. and uh, keeping it because mm-hmm. the time is near. Now, time is near. Um, in any and every generation, we are to we are to have the attitude that it could happen any moment. The time is near. Um, so uh, so the stuff we see on the news, mm-hmm. it could be, wow. it can be. I mean, Russia, Russia and China and all mm-hmm. the stuff that's going mm-hmm. on and Persia. I mean, Iran. And uh, Iraq and all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it very well could be things at the time of the end, you know. Wow. Um, yeah. I just, wow. And just all the wickedness, you know, like the perilous times, you know, just, oh, goodness. You know, Men shall be lovers of themselves. Then, isn't that the truth? And <laughs> yeah. they are. Yeah, they are. Yep, yep. And then people are blasphemers. They're rude. <sighs> they're unholy. We, we're in a, we live in a generation of rude rudeness rude is that is a virtue in our society being rude and mean being able to to uh tell someone off you know oh it's horrible yeah unruly and uh it really defines our times but revelation gives us if we study the book of revelation it really gives us the context of what's going to take place so we know when we look, we start looking for the pieces that will fall that will fall into place. This is why this is why we want to study it, and so we're blessed because we we see that we'll see that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. all right. So uh, four verse four. John the apostle, John I believe the apostle to the seven churches that are in Asia. All right. So we said, well, why are these seven? Why these seven churches? Well, it is believed and thought by many people that uh, the seven churches rep- actually represent. Uh, all the churches throughout the church age. Oh, okay. I mean, they really any condition yeah, that's spoke okay. that's yeah, being spoken to that. them, mm-hmm. and these churches are all in a major. Uh, they're in major, uh, major areas. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. 
central areas. Ephesus, definitely Ephesus. Ephesus, all these, all these, all these uh, cities mm-hmm. are, are key cities, and also they represent the various kinds of places we would Christians would find ourselves in today. Yeah. So, okay, mm-hmm. so to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from Him who is, and who was, and who is to come. Yeah, did you, were you going to mention that earlier? No, uh, no. That phrase, that phrase can, uh, identifies only one person in the entire universe. Jesus, right? That's God. Oh, God. But yeah, it does talk about Jesus too. But here specifically, here specifically is God, who is, who was, and who is to come. There's only one that fills that, uh, who who is, who was, and who is to come. Because that, talk about me, I was not. There was a time when I did not exist, oh, okay. and there was a time when I will not, you know. And who, but I'm only His, and that right, right now. So it's only of God, who's who's eternally present all the time at all times. And who is to come? That is, is that we talking about Jesus? Well, because Jesus is God. Oh, He's yeah. the Son of God. Yes, right mean? here. But right here, it's really specifically with the Father. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you, and and we'll see the tie-in later. Okay. This is the uh, this is actually from Him. And God, God, remember, He identified Himself to Abraham as "I am." Yeah. I am that I am. I am. I am always present all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. and the I am, and the end, am. Okay, it says that first, and then it says from also the seven spirits who are before His throne. The seven spirits. Does it? What are the seven spirits? What are the seven spirits? Yeah, I don't. I don't know them all. You know, I mean. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll okay. talk about that. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about specifically what they are later. Okay. Because we'll we'll get into chapter four. Okay. Oh, it's but in for now, four? Okay. seven is actually the the number, number of com- completion. Completion, yes. Yeah. And uh, and this actually is really the Holy Spirit. It's a description of the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. The seven spirits who are before His throne, it ready to attend the the throne of God. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're seeing so we're seeing the Father, God the Father, who was and who is, who is, who was, who is to come. And the seven spirits are before the throne, who is the Holy Spirit. Okay? okay. And then we're seeing in verse five, and from Jesus Christ. That's why I said it wasn't the first one yet. Because uh, he's specifically mentioning Jesus Christ. Okay. The faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. So it describes Jesus in three ways. The faithful witness. The witness is martyr. Faithful martos. Oh, oh, okay. Hmm. He's a faithful witness. It's very important for all the people, all this church to know, who's right now, when John writes this letter, they're being persecuted, okay, to know that Jesus is the faithful martos, faithful witness. He's faithful. Um, The firstborn of the dead. Okay, does that mean he's the first one that rose from the dead? Is was he the first one to ever been risen from the dead? Did anybody else raise from the dead before Jesus rose from the dead? <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> what about Lazarus? Oh, didn't Lazarus raise from the dead? Oh yeah, you know that's right. So so you when know, it says I'm, so when it says firstborn from the dead, and and he's not that means he was the first one that raised from the dead. It means that he is his his resurrection from the dead is the most important. Oh, okay. It's prime. It's it's primal. It, 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 it's he is the firstborn because he 
is the first one to be raised from the dead who will never die again, right? Oh, okay. His, because his resurrection is distinctly our resurrection, right? When we are raised from the dead, we're going to be raised again like him, yeah. and we're never going to die again when we raise from the dead. Amen. Now Lazarus. It's not like this. That's weird. Lazarus he died. died again. Yeah, he, he died. died. He died twice. twice. Yeah, I know. Wow. In that horrible. Oh wow! <laughs> All the yeah. other people they had died again. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, wow. But, uh, twice dead. Okay. okay. I got a question. Yeah. But, okay. So, what? So, what does the first fruits mean? You know, when it talks about the first fruits, or Jesus was the first fruits that slept. Yeah, I the mean, first that, fruits. What's that? I mean, I, I thought. Well, I don't know what I thought. I He's the first fruits of them that fell asleep? Yeah. What's is that what you're saying? That, yeah. that verse you're yeah. referencing? What's, yeah. What? Oh, I have to, I'd have okay. to look that That's up. That's okay. I just I'd have to look it up to verify what I'm thinking. Well, it just made me think, because when, you know, the firstborn from the dead, you know, and then I thought about the first. But it goes along with that, doesn't it? Being the firstborn from the dead. He's the first, that's the first kind like that, you know. He's the firstborn. He's the first one to, first one to be raised from the dead and never to die again. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because he, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not raised from the dead to never die again. That didn't happen before Jesus did. Right. Right. Yeah. And also Jesus is also, it talks about him being, in Colossians, it's talking about him being the firstborn of creation. Yeah. Does that mean that Jesus was the first one created? No. No. He was the most important one born oh, into all creation, right? Okay, that's what that means. It talks about importance. Okay. Really is what we're talking about importance. Because okay. if he hadn't, if he hadn't raised from the dead, mm -hmm. then I wouldn't be be able to raise from the dead. That's true. You know, yeah. so that's why he's he's extremely important. The firstborn of the dead, he he uh, he broke ground for us. Wow. He blazed a trail. Yeah. Hey. Okay. That's good. <laughs> and the ruler of the kings of the earth, kings on the earth. So okay, so Jesus is set as the king. The ruler of the kings on earth. Mm -hmm. So that's who Jesus is described as. Um, <clears throat> then it goes off into a praise, okay? Mm -hmm. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood Amen. and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Oh, yeah, so there's a praise there. It says, to him be glory and dominion forever. But, it, but he tells why, he describes what he did to him who loves us, number one. And that's interesting because uh, in, in this version, yeah. loves is a present active indicative. I mean, it's, it's present. It's, it's God is, it's not he loved us once and doesn't love us anymore. Mm -hmm. It's he loves us present. It's a present reality. Yeah. Like he's always loving us. He's loving us now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. In, in the King James, it says, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. I, I love that, you know. Washes I mean, us. Washes us from our sins in his own blood. Own blood, yeah. Oh, I just think, oh, my goodness, Jesus, he did that for me, you know. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I just, wow. <laughs> it's just, it's incredible, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, so he, and yeah, he, he's direct in all this. In this, in the middle of all this, he's directing his attention to the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. and he just begins to to worship him, you know. Yeah. And made us, and he says here, he made us kings and priests. That's what something. it says. A kingdom of priests is really what I mean. Oh. For, my version says to, made us a kingdom, okay. priests to his God. Now, 
That's a phrase that's used often of the Old Testament saints. Oh, okay. But he's made us a kingdom of priests to his God, hmm. to Jesus as God and Father. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are uh, there. We have the we're a kingdom. We can we can uh, we can talk to God and God can talk to us. We're like priests, oh, the priests of the believer. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah because um, because the wait a minute, I can't think. Um, never mind. Okay. I, I can't think of that, what I'm trying to the say. The kingdom of priests, the priesthood of the believers. No, no, I was thinking about how, you know, when when the temple, um, when the veil was, you know, ripped, torn, yeah, torn from ripped, top to bottom. You know, yeah, and that's how we get to, we get to God now. We don't have to have, you know. Yeah, we have we have full access. We have access. Through, Cri- yeah. through Christ, we have full access, access to, to God. God. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what that is. And he yeah. made us this. He's given us yeah. that privilege mm. of being able to do that. He's a king to his God, to G- his, his Jesus God. is God yeah. and his Father. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus opened that way, provided us wow. that access to the Father. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. No. He's freed us from our sins. He oh, loves yeah. us. He made us a kingdom of priests to God and Father. Oh. And so, so that's what he says. He says, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And he says, amen. <laughs> the word amen, you know what that means? Let it be so. Let it be so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so be it or yeah. let it, yeah. may it be true. Yeah. Uh-huh. So whenever you see the word amen, it means let it be so. Yeah. So be it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's read verse 7. Let me go into verse 7. Uh, Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. So, so we'll see him. Yeah. We will see him? Yeah, we'll see him. Can you imagine? The well, see, I think, I think, though, he says, behold, he says, look, yeah. he's coming with the clouds. I think we are the clouds that he's coming with. Really? Yeah, with the clouds of heaven. We're going to be, ret- I believe we're returning with Wait him. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm getting it mixed up. Yes. Because I'm thinking of the rapture when he comes is what I'm thinking of, and that's not right. It's yeah. not what Yeah, right. you're thinking of the rapture. You're not, yeah. yeah. He's talking of the second coming. Yeah, and He's exactly. returning. Coming yeah. Jude yeah, but, says, and let me read that out of Jude. Oh, he talks about it, yeah. and uh let's see. Oh, yeah, it talks about. Yeah, it, it, the prophecy of Enoch. Yeah. The seventh from Adam. Yeah, it says, uh, it was about the, uh, it says, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones. Yeah. Uh, to and Some people think that's angels, but he's coming with Hagios. He's coming with, the, I think it's us. He's yeah, returning it's the with. saints. Yeah. And, so, mm-hmm. and so he's looking up, he's seeing these clouds, and of course it's a cloud of witnesses, a cloud, oh. the cloud, the white, dressed in white, coming attending the Lord. And you can just see that scene uh, as we are the assembly assembly of heaven coming down from heaven with Christ attending him. uh, And uh, it's prophesied in the Old Testament too about uh, those attending him coming. Uh, It's really, wow, it's glorious. So so he says, uh, he's coming with the clouds. I believe the clouds are those who are dazzling bright, you know. Yeah. Um, he's coming with the clouds, and it says every eye will see him. Okay, so and, all the earth will see him. And they also which pierced him. Yes, even wow. those who pierced him. So that's a reference uh, to the Jewish people. Can, right? you, can you imagine 
Harvest people, the ones that pierced him, can you imagine how they'll feel when they see him? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and oh. it, I mean, it even says, and all the tribes of the earth will wail well, yeah. on account of him. Yeah. Now, when he returns, when they're seeing him return, they're, they're thinking we're in trouble, oh. and that's why they're wailing. Oh, now, <laughs> there's one time, though, in Zechariah, it talks about it, and uh, in other places, it, it talks about when the, uh, when the Israelites see Christ, they recognize Christ. Who he is, a Messiah. That Jesus was a Messiah. Mm-hmm. They will. There will be a great mourning. mourning. Yeah, and every every, <coughs> every tribal mourn apart or something. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't understand all that. But well, see that one. That one's. I think that one's talking about that moment in time when the Jews are awakened. Oh. Okay. okay. And they're they're awakened to see that Jesus is the Messiah, and they begin to mourn that they rejected the Messiah. Oh, is that why? This okay. is out of actual contrition. This is not yeah. out of, uh-oh, we're in trouble, we're going to be oh, judged. Okay. This is their, their wailing. As, as a, and it says, as an only child yeah. that had, had died. Yeah, you know? that's how they're going to mourn. That's like how they're going to mourn. Now, yeah. this is different here because he's coming oh, okay. and they're in trouble. Okay? Oh, okay. Now, before, there's another kind of mourning where they recognize, they realize who he is okay. and they mourn. Oh, okay. okay. Well, and we'll and when we get to that in yeah in chapter four and chapter six, I think I we'll talk about that. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So he's coming with the clouds. So Jesus is returning, and then he talks about all this stuff. All the the, the earth is going to mourn and a wail and mm-hmm. and then you see what John says. Even so, Amen. Yeah. Even so, let it be true. Wow. Let it be so. Mm-hmm. He knows it's going to be a horrible time for the earth, but. John looks forward to that day too. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, verse eight. Wow. Hey, we're getting there. We're getting there. I know we got off track, but it's just so easy. Yeah, it is. You know, isn't because it? you're gonna you're reading a verse and then something else comes up. You know that you think about that kind of maybe relates to it or something. And, yeah. 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 So. yeah. I mean, it's good though. It's good. Yeah. Verse eight though it says, "I am the Alpha and Omega," says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Uh, Alpha and Omega, of course, just the first and last uh, letters in the Greek alphabet. Yeah, okay. So yeah. You know, most people probably know that. Yeah. He says that. And then he says, the Lord says, uh, the Lord God who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Okay, uh, so that's God, right? That's God. Now, right. now, you'll contrast that. They will say this something about the Antichrist later. Who was and oh. who is oh, not? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so, who is part of the seven? The king? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I who will not be? I mean, basically, yeah. he's, he's trying to make himself as God, mm-hmm. and it's taken pulled away from him. Yeah. Okay, so. <clears throat> okay, so. Uh, so he says that he, God lays that claim about himself: uh, who is and who was, who is to come, the Almighty. Okay, so. Okay, I'm getting it mixed up with Jesus coming, you know, like who mm-hmm. who is and who wasn't, who is to come. So God's coming. I mean, I can't. Well, uh, this is a this is Jesus says this and God says this, oh. because, and and they're so interchangeable for us. It, it's easiest to see that Jesus is God, right? Yes. And, you know, so there's no problem for us to see in that. But there's some people who don't think Jesus is God. And they'll have major problems with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interchangeable. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well. okay, let's go to verse 9, and then we'll 
Then we'll, then we'll call it it. Says, I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the isle called Patmos on account of the word and the testimony of Jesus. Now let's stop there. And notice how John John identifies himself. And he's talking to the churches, right? Mm -hmm. I, John, your brother and, he says, a brother in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And partner in the tribulation, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. The kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus. Now notice he says three things, okay? Yeah. The tribulation. Now, wait a minute. Is this the seven-year tribulation? No. There's the tribulation. Well, so, what is he talking about? The tribulation. That's what, what is he talking I'm about? I'm not sure. Um, He's a partner with the with that with those people. the people that have been martyred. You mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that? I mean, but but John is saying that he's going through the tribulation. With, with those people, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Yeah, okay. I'm a partner with you. Yeah. You guys are being, you guys are suffering. Okay, I'm suffering. I'm, I'm suffering. in jail here yeah. in Patmos. Yes, yeah. I'm suffering. He's on the island. I think we need to realize, though, I think we need to recognize that the church has been in a, has been, had been persecuted since the apostolic times. Oh, yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. So there's, in a sense, the tribulation is on the church. Okay. Okay. The tribulation. I think it's. Uh, I think we get mis misdirected. And we say call it the the seven year tribulation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the the tribulation can be bigger than seven, seven years. years. Mm -hmm. Now there is a seven year period at the end that there's going to be uh, horrific things happening. Oh. But when we talk about the tribulation, we're talking about some tribulation. The church goes through some, goes through tribulation. They go through tri tribulation, not the seven years, but yeah, it goes through tribulation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're going through persecution. Yeah, they're going through persecution mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from the world. Yeah. They're not going through judgment from God. Right, yeah. Uh, they're going yeah. through persecution from the world. And John's going through it. And John's going through it, well, right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is an important point I'll pick up later. Very important uh, for me. Okay. Uh, the, the kingdom, uh, the partner with the kingdom, so they're together with these churches wanting to expand the kingdom, wanting to, wanting to work and share the gospel, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. uh, the patient endurance that are in Jesus. Uh, this life isn't our best life. It, we, there are things we have to endure, right? Yeah. Um, you know what? There's, there's, there's a verse in Second Thessalonians, I think it's chapter 1, and he talks about the Thessalonians waiting uh, for the patient waiting of Christ. You yeah. know, it must be the same. I wonder if it's the same thing. It is. I mean, yeah, that's what I thought. We are. It's our hope. Our hope yeah. in our hope yeah. in Christ. We we patiently wait mm -hmm. for that hope to be revealed. Yeah. Which in Christ. I mean, he talks about it in Romans, and uh, John talks about it in First John. You know, everyone who has this hope in Him oh, yeah. purifies himself as He is pure. But we are patiently. Awaiting that hope, yeah, you know, yeah, and enduring, right. mm -hmm. um, and that's what, and that's what I think. I really think that's what he's talking about. You know, we're looking. I mean, you're going through all this trouble, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're doing it because they know that there's coming a, yeah, Jesus is returning someday. I know. You know, Paul says in Second Thessalonians, "Rest with us," and you know, they're just waiting for Christ yeah. to come back. I guess you know. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. So um, it's amazing how the scriptures. You can see how you know they come together. Yeah, I mean, know. all of them were. I mean, you work together. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you have one mentioning here and then other mentionings yeah, other yeah. places, and you can tie them together, mm-hmm. <clears throat> just like that. Yeah, the patient endurance. So remember, this this is really uh, this is something for everyone, for all of us to remember. Um, we in these times, we are not exempt from experiencing tribulation, tribulation. or trouble, yeah. where we where we can't we we're not. We're supposed to endure it, you know, patiently, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Just because we have Christ in our life doesn't mean that all the troubles of life and all the problems are going to just fly away. They're they're not. In fact, uh, we should expect them to come, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's verse nine, and we we need to stop there because we move into the revelation of Jesus verses 10 through the rest of the chapter okay, talks about so, it describes Jesus and and all of those things like that so we okay. that's a whole uh, some really good stuff there okay, all right okay. yeah so uh, anything else there Judy that's the introduction I mean he's, as he introduces himself uh, where is this is from who this is to um, John John is doing that but I think very very specifically very important to realize that this is from God mm-hmm. and and what we're made to think is this is this is letters that we're to take seriously we're to read it we're to we're to keep it we're to hold on to it we're to use this to help us to endure patiently you know as we go through our tribulation and stuff you know yes okay all right. Well, um, well, Judy, I want to thank you for letting me uh, um, do this from your from oh, your home. Well, thank you for coming over. <laughs> we can do it. All right. Well, <clears throat> until next time, we'll be next time we'll be in the last half of chapter one. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Let us know if you have any questions you would like for us to explore further in future episodes. Okay, thank you and bye-bye.